Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Shannon Sullivan, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, football fans, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sines with you as we get ready for another week of NFL football. And we got Jarrell Worthy on the line, NFL defensive tackle, the co-host of the show who's joining yet again. Now, Jarrell does have his own podcast, Going Cut the Check. He released a brand new logo with some cowboy uh, branded uh, <laughs> images. Uh, he didn't approve of my edits, but uh, it's all good. He's still here. He's excited to join us and chat these matchups. So, Jarrell, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing phenomenal, man. I know you're such a Cowboy fan. I know at the end of the day last week you were so excited to see those guys get the win. So I'm going to let you gloat, man. But on come Thursday, that's the new NFL week. So I got we got to back to the drawing board. <laughs> hey, man, you were you were pretty pumped on uh, Sunday when I gave you that call. You, I could tell that deep down you were fired up that the Cowboys <laughs> made that big-time comeback, man. That was probably one of the craziest games I've ever seen just based on what happened, all the mishaps Dallas had. Uh, basically played like a middle school squad and they still somehow pulled it out man so anyways you know i'm in good spirits you're in good spirits so let's yes, go ahead and roll man because we have three matchups we want to get in depth 
in week three, but we'll go through the first one that's on the slate. It's the Dolphins at the Jaguars, Thursday night football on NFL Network. Dolphins are 0-2, Jaguars are 1-1. Now, Drew, I have to ask you, man, are you buying into Minshew Mania here? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep buying in on um on on Gardner Minshew just because I mean a lot of these guys on the Jaguars team are still playing for their jobs. Uh, when you have a franchise that is that's willing to get rid of all the star players, um, the the, the rest of the guys that are middle of the bunch or at the lower of the pack, they're 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 essentially you know their eyes are open now. So I'm, I'm gonna keep rolling with Gardner Minshew and the rest of the bunch that um competing competing at a high level. Yeah, I would agree. I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. Jay Gruden, really that addition to the staff as their offensive coordinator, clearly has has been beneficial for Minshew in this young Jaguars offense. I think they'll take it over the Dolphins, 23-17. to Miami, I think they're still going to have to wait another week to get that first win. What's your score prediction? Yeah, I'm gonna have it in the in the low twenties as well. I'm actually gonna go for a score of twenty-four to thirteen, actually. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a lot to prove. Um I like what they were able to do defensively last week as far as getting uh, pressure on the quarterback. And um I just think that Gardner Minshew is gonna keep it going. All right, we'll go on to another noon matchup on Sunday. This is Sunday, September twenty-seventh. We got the Texans 0-2 at the Steelers, who are 2-0. Now, Big Ben does look pretty darn good. That arm where he missed all last season, underwent those surgeries to repair the torn ligaments in his right throwing arm. And, of course, we know Pittsburgh's defense, they are the real deal. Now, the Texans, on the other hand, they played two of the toughest opponents in the NFL the first couple of weeks. It was the Chiefs week one and the Ravens last week, and then they get hit again with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win, Jarrell, 31-19. Right now, I'm all in on the Steelers. I think they are serious Super Bowl contenders, and I just feel like James Conner, Benny Snell, that offensive line, they're going to get reinforcements with David DeCastro returning to the starting lineup. And on defense, I think they will suffocate the Houston Texans offense. So I think they win rather comfortably 31-19. to yeah, I would rather uh, agree with you in this situation. When I'm looking at Pittsburgh, um, you know, the continuity that they showed defensively um, picking up from last year, because that was really the overall uh, reason why these guys were even in contention for the playoffs last year is, is, is how well this defense has performed. And and so uh, realistically, you know, Big Ben's looks great. He hasn't necessarily had the the type of elite uh, game, you know, last last week he put up some numbers over 300 yards passing, but essentially I haven't seen that more electrifying game from Big Ben just yet. And I think it's on the horizon against the Texans. So I'm going to go in a score of 37 um, to 27 as far as the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers over Houston. All right, next game here we got the battle of two winless teams, the Bengals and Joe Burrow going to the Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Jarrell, who do you think is going to get the first win of the season here? This is a tough one, too, because uh, when I'm looking at it, uh, you know, the the Philadelphia Eagles haven't shown anything um, offensively that's going to give me confidence for them moving forward. Um, You know, defensively, they're still trying to keep in it. You know, Jim Schwartz is still trying to to have these guys uh, compete in games. Um, But realistically, for me, I, I like Joe Burrow. I like what these guys were able to do. And I think, um, you know, going out to Philadelphia in a nice uh, area uh, and competing against a, a team that you know what's coming, um, you know, as far as the rush up front. Um, I like Joe Burrow in these in, in situations, but I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be uh, 27, 20 to 17 uh, Cincinnati. 
I'm actually going to roll with the Bengals as well, Jarrell. I think Joe Burrow, I believe in him to get the job done. Right now, the Eagles are unraveling on both sides of the football, and Doug Peterson seems like he's in a little bit of a dark area right now. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't looked really good. They put on another of their starting offensive linemen, Isaac Sayamalo, on injured reserve with a knee injury. So another hit to that offensive line. I think this is a game where Cincinnati will come in and they will try to dominate on the ground with Joe Mixon. And I think he's due for a big game. But Joe Burrow, I mean, we all saw what he could do in primetime against the Browns. I will take him over the struggling Eagles offense and Carson Wentz. And, of course, Philly's secondary still having to sort out some issues with that new-look safety set of Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills, who made the transition to safety. So I'll take Cincinnati to win in a close one as well, 26-24 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. Now we got the battle of two of the most banged-up squads in the NFL, Jarrell, the <laughs> Niners, were hit tremendously. Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Raheem Mostert, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the list goes on and on. D Ford's already dealing with an injury. Of course, you got Debo Samuel, who's on injured reserve. They're going to take on the Giants, who are 0-2. When you look at this game, Jarrell, um, are you going to roll with the Niners here, or do you think the Giants can pull it out? I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, I think that they still have enough in the tank. Um, we, I think we didn't... Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, you did say uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is scheduled to play this week. Um, so I think that um, at the end of the day, they still have enough continuity to move forward. Uh, it's very it's very tough for them because they have a they have a lot of their offensive pieces on IR at the moment. Um, but I just think at the end of the day that uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to draw up a, a, a nice game plan that's going to be comfortable enough for this offense to put up enough points and give this defense a chance to to rush the passer. Because now that we know, um, you know, Devontae Freeman is coming in, but this is his first action he's seen all week. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be uh, carrying the football over 20 times in this upcoming game. So I would look for uh, the defense to be able to get after uh, Daniel Jones and, and this passing attack. Yeah, a couple of notes there. Garoppolo is looking like he should be ready to play on Sunday. If not, it'll be Nick Mullins. And for the Giants, we know Saquon Barkley torn ACL out for the year. They did sign Freeman, as you just mentioned. Deion Lewis will probably be the lead back on Sunday as Freeman kind of gets up to speed with the playbook. It's not going to be enough, man. I still think the Niners, they're the better team. Plus, Sterling Shepard for the Giants was just placed on IR with turf toe this morning. So another loss to that Giants offense. Give me the Niners to win 23-16 to over the Giants. I think Kyle Shanahan will scheme up something that fits what his personnel is going to look like on Sunday. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next game here, Jarrell. And this one, I think, is really intriguing. The 2-0 Raiders taking on the 1-1 Patriots. The Raiders had a big-time statement win over the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. And John Gruden looks like he's got that bunch playing hungry, playing fast, and playing with full of energy and pride. So who do you think is going to take this one? This is a very tough one uh, for me because I'm looking at it. Um, you know, the Raiders really impressed me against the Saints, even with the the, the minus of uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas on the outside, they really in, uh, impressed me where they were able to pressure Drew Brees, um, the way they were able to consistently run the football, and their play action pass game was very effective. And so, I think the Raiders. Uh, they boast well against a team like uh, they boast well against a team that that's like New England, just because of the simple fact that they want to run the football up front. 
We know that the Raiders want to stop the run. We know that they 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 had an opportunity to do that last week. Um, Alvin Kamara did average over six yards per carry, but it wasn't um, it wasn't on on devastating runs that were detrimental to the team. And so I think at the end of the day, the Raiders have an opportunity to come in and they upset. And I have them winning in a score of twenty three to seventeen. Man, this was a tough one, Jarrell, because the Raiders, even from from week one or week. Week uh, week two, when we discussed the Saints and the Raiders matchup, I was kind of torn a little bit. I, I felt like the Raiders had a chance because of that offensive line and because of that smash-mouth running identity that they have with Josh Jacobs. And, you know, Derek Carr, man, he's come out playing really well, and he wants to shut up all the critics, and he's been very outspoken about that. But you know what? Cam Newton looked pretty darn good himself against the Seahawks. <laughs> and man, it looks like he was throwing the ball with some zip. It was cool to see him playing now that he's fully healthy. He was connecting down the field with Julian Edelman. You got Nikhil Harry, the former first-round pick, who was getting in on the action. So I'm going to take New England to win this one, but in a close one, 28-24. I think Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, and Josh McDaniels, that trio right there, they're going to scheme up something to really beat this Las Vegas secondary because they are very young. I mean, Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, so they are prone to mistakes. But this is certainly one that I will be watching. Well, I just think at the end of the day, man, when I'm looking at it, you know, Cam Newton and those guys impressed last week, but... You know, going into one of those games, those were those were the one of those games that were penciled on and, and circled in on the on the uh, on the calendar that w- in which you have to play big at um, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. Um, you know, Sunday Night Football. This is so exciting, but I just think that the Raiders. I think the Raiders and what they showed last week. Um, I think the Raiders and what they showed last week is definitely uh, is definitely something that can that they can lean their hat on moving forward, which is running the football, play action pass, and, and tough defense. And I think at the end of the day, uh, they were able to shut down a, a high and explosive Saints offense that were used to throwing the ball down the field. Um, I think they'll double uh, Julian Edelman in the slot, in the slot, and they'll ha- and they'll find ways to get home against Cam Newton, uh, Max Crosby, and this defense. They were they, they were elite last week, and I like them uh, heading into Foxborough. Next matchup here, we got the two and zero Titans taking on the zero and two Minnesota Vikings. Jarrell, what is going on with Minnesota? Kirk Cousins, your boy from Michigan State, he has been struggling immensely. Do you think Minnesota can bounce back on Sunday? It'll be tough. I think, you know, the loss of Stephen Diggs, the loss of uh, Everson Griffin, um, these are guys that were staples in your locker room. Um, the, the, these guys defensively and offensively put up numbers each and every week. And when you take two guys like that out the lineup and you have uh, – and they were working, especially – um, with Danelle Hunter working so well with Everson Griffin, now all the attention is on Danelle Hunter. We haven't necessarily seen the type of pressure that we're used to accustomed to seeing from him. And um, because of the simple fact Stephen Diggs is now in Buffalo, Alan Thielen is starting to see a lot of two, two deep shell safety over the top. And it's been very frustrating for, for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they have to get Dalvin Cook going if they want to have any shot at, at beating the Tennessee Titans because we know what the Tennessee Titans game plan is. They're going to come in and they're going to try to be overly physical. And so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm technically I'm going to actually gonna, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins in these in, in, in this game. I'm going to take these guys in a very tight one, though. I'm going to take them 21 to 18, actually, um, over the Tennessee Titans. I think that Kirk Cousins gets his first win. I think they lean heavy on the run game and they have an opportunity to compete. Okay, all right, I like the loyalty, sticking with Kirk Cousins, your guy. 
I'm going to go with Tennessee in this game. I mean, I've been very high on Tennessee. Mike Vrabel, he was my pick for coach of the year. I think they will improve to 3-0 just based on Derrick Henry, that identity that Arthur Smith has built in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill is playing some good football as well. Jonu Smith getting involved at tight end. I feel like Kirk Cousins, I do believe he will snap out of the funk he's in. I think they'll get it together eventually, but I will take Tennessee to win 27-17. Under Mike Zimmer that they would ever be 0-3, because right now this is the first time that they're 0-2. That's the only reason why I'm just going to go with with the Minnesota Vikings, just because of the simple fact um, under this coaching, this coaching tenure, it's it's been very tough for these guys to slide to 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 go and over. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Zimmer, even though they gave him that extension. So it'll be one to watch for sure. Um, on the slate next, we got the Washington football team one and one at the Cleveland Browns, who are also one and one. I'm going to take Cleveland to win this game. In a close one, 24-20 over Washington. Baker Mayfield in that offense showed some life against the Bengals. Now, Washington, we know they got that good defensive front, but I feel like Cleveland's offensive firepower with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, OBJ, and Jarvis Landry, and even Austin Hooper at tight end will be too overwhelming for Washington to overcome on the road. Give me Cleveland by 4, 24-20. Man, this was a tough one because uh, the defensive front of Washington very, really, really does scare me. And the way that Cleveland has been protecting uh, Baker Mayfield lately um, hasn't been very Im- impressive to me. And so that's one of the main reasons why I'm going to go with Washington in a tight one. Uh, I'm going to go with them 17 to 14 just solely off of uh, being able to get to the passer, uh, get the ball out. Chase Young being back in Ohio, I mean, I, I know he's going to be excited. Um, to face, uh, to see some familiar friends and faces and family, and so I think I, I think at the end of the day, I like I like the Washington uh, the Washington team, excuse me, um, <laughs> on the road on the road against Cleveland. All right, now we get to the first big game on the docket: two and O Rams at the two and O Buffalo Bills. This is a great matchup. Josh Allen playing extraordinarily well. We know he was week two player of the week in the AFC and then the Rams Sean McVay getting another win over an NFC East squad so Jarrell this is one of the games that could potentially carry some significant weight when it comes to these squads being called the Super Bowl contender who do you think is going to pull this one out um, I personally, to be honest with you, I like the L.A. Rams on the road. I think um, at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills showed a lot of uh, – they, they impressed me last week with their passing game. Uh, Josh Allen being able to complete a lot of deep throws down the field. I think at the end of the day, with the with Jalen Ramsey coming in, with Aaron Donald being able to compete on this fast track up in Buffalo, um, with no fan base, I think it's going to be I – think, I think the Rams are going to be com- – uh, highly competitive this year. They're proving uh, with the loss of uh, a lot of the star power that they had last year that they're comp- they're highly competitive, and they've been able to groom um, some young bucks out the out the uh, the backfield this year. And so I like at the end of the day the Rams to go in there and have a, a very convincing win, um, twenty eight to seventeen. Okay, I'm actually gonna go with Bills Mafia, Jarrell. Josh Allen's completing seventy point four percent of his passes, seven hundred. 
29 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. And then you look at what they've been able to accomplish on the ground. They're averaging 105 yards per game. Devin Singletary leading the way with 86 yards on 19 carries. And then defensively, I like Buffalo's unit. They're without a couple of their linebackers, Matt Milano and Edmonds. But they should be back in the lineup. So I think that's going to give them a boost against the Rams. And I do think that the Rams pose a threat because of what Sean McVay continues to structure on offense. But Josh Allen will be the difference. Allen's ability to escape and make plays, throws on the run. I'll take the Bills by three. Game-winning field goal, 26-23. to And I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Man, I know it's it's a tough thing for you to take. Um, I mean, usually I would go with Bills Mafia being at home, fan base, but we haven't necessarily we haven't seen the fan base this year. We don't necessarily know if we're gonna be able to see the craziness in Bills Mafia. Um and but the LA but the LA Rams, man, they've played two good teams in, in the oh in the in the first uh week one and week two. I couldn't necessarily say that about the Buffalo Bills, and that's the only reason why um right now being at two and oh if they played some teams that had a little bit better track record the first couple of weeks, I would have a little bit more confidence in them going into uh, going into week three. Um, they displayed some some lackluster play last week against the Miami Dolphins, allowed them to come back and take the lead at some point during the game. Ultimately, they finished out, but I think the L.A. Rams have something to prove this week, and they understand that they can they can go on a roll and get a win against a, a mobile quarterback. We seen them do do it last week against Carson Wentz. I think they'll be able to have an opportunity this week against Josh Allen as well. Makes sense. We'll see how that plays out. Now we got the 2-0 Bears taking on the Falcons and Dan Quinn, where that seat's getting very hot. 0-2, they blew a 20-point deficit to the Cowboys, which I was very fired up about. But if you're an Atlanta fan, you got to be so upset and fuming over how a squad can let a win get away like that. Now, the Bears have been a little surprising because we were a little bit uncertain about them with Mitchell Trubisky, but he's played, I guess you could say, well. You can characterize it as so. So, Jarrell, are you buying into this Bears team? No, I'm not going to buy into them yet um, until realistically for me they get back to where they used to be defensively. Um, they had a good game, good uh, good showing last week, holding uh, the Giants t- to 13 points. But like I said, at the end of the day, they haven't necessarily displayed the type of uh, continuity offensively um, and the, the 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 willpower and the scariness defensively that we've been accustomed to seeing. And so I think at the end of the day, they they have proven that they can win against teams that um, that they should be. But I think at the end of the day, Atlanta Falcons they have a, a a very tough week to prove themselves, and I think they get it done against the Chicago Bears. So I like Matt Ryan to come out and 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 bomb these guys a little bit, man. So I'm going to go in a score of a uh, 27 to 17. I just don't think that the Chicago Bears have an opportunity to keep up uh, with the Atlanta Falcons because they definitely want to come out and prove a point this week. I agree with you there. I will roll with the Falcons. There's no team in the NFL that is looking forward to getting back on the field sooner than the Falcons based on what happened in week two. I look for that offense to kick it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to high gear once again. I think they'll beat Chicago in the past game. 27-23. Atlanta gets their first win of the season over the Bears. Next game here, we got the Panthers 0-2 who lost Christian McCaffrey for four to six weeks with that ankle sprain. They're going to take on the LA Chargers. Now, Jarrell, there is a quarterback controversy and we're just in week three we know what happened with tyra taylor he had a a bad reaction to an injection that he received prior to week two's kickoff to treat a rib injury and so he ended up being hospitalized therefore justin herbert the rookie got the start played very well threw for over 300 yards rushed for a scoring touchdown did throw one interception lynn says he Wants to stick with Tyrod Taylor, but you know that there is some pushback, at least through the media, to go with Justin Herbert. So amidst all of that chaos, who are you going to take to win this? Man, uh, if I mean, it doesn't necessarily, for me, it doesn't necessarily matter which quarterback is starting. I'd like the Chargers in this one. Um, the loss of Christian McCaffrey is going to be detrimental to the Carolina Panthers because we know that their whole entire offense is built around this kid. So we know that um, the L.A. Chargers are going to come in. They're going to they're going to hone in on Teddy Bridgewater and what these guys do offensively. And I like the pass rush of Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the outside. And so I think these guys are going to come in and convincingly win um, and, and have a very uh, uh very nice uh, Sunday afternoon in, in L.A., man. So I think they're going to win in a score of 34 um, to 13. I just think that they're going to be too dominant necessarily. It doesn't matter which quarterback you have. Um, Austin Eckler and what he's been able to do out the backfield um, as well as uh, the deep threats down the field, um, they have an opportunity to really blow out the Carolina Panthers this weekend. Plus, the Panthers' secondary has been one of the worst through two weeks. They lead the league in defensive holding penalties, if I'm not mistaken. So they they got a very young group back there. So this will be a game where Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can be dominant regardless if it's Herbert or Tyrod Taylor. I, too, am taking the Chargers to win 28-16 to over the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater struggled a little bit up and down. Then, of course, you take away McCaffrey. I mean, it's really going to paralyze that Carolina offense. So, L.A. and plus, yes, that defense with Bosa and Ingram, they will be dominant over the Panthers. Now, next game here, Jets 
0-2 at the Colts, who are 1-1. They're coming off a big-time win over the Vikings, where they won convincingly. So, Jarrell, I will take the Colts big, as everybody is picking against the Jets right now, because they are dealing with a slew of injuries as well, and they're probably one of the worst teams in football. I think the Colts get it done 34-16 at home, behind Jonathan Taylor and another big 100-yard performance. Absolutely. I would have to agree with you there. I think, you know, if this is the game where the Indianapolis Colts want to try all their new running offensive plays for the week heading into the the, the rest of the season, man, this is the team to do it against, man. Um, the Jets gave up um, an opening yard touchdown last week against the 49ers. Uh, this team knows that they're not – um, in any type of contention to compete. Um, and realistically for me, man, um, they just have to make a coaching change because these guys are uninspired and not willing to play. Um, I think the Indianapolis Colts are just going to come in to dominate, man. Uh, you know, Phillip Rivers, he needs to get a, more of these games under his belt where they have a solid running game because they're going to need him late in the season, uh, like we always said before. And so the, the Colts, I think they're going to win pretty convincingly, 37 um, to 12. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually going to say 37 to 12 because I think their their defense is going to get a safety at some point in time today. I'm going to call a safety like a big chat bet, like a safety. <laughs> yeah, man, anything's possible going against the Jets, so I wouldn't put it past them to see what that looks like. But, yeah, both of us rolling with the Colts big time. Now we got another good one, Jarrell, and, you know, I'm yes, fully invested in this one. Cowboys, Seahawks. Cowboys 1-1, one one, Seahawks 2-0. They're playing in Seattle, of course. No fans, so that does help the Cowboys cause a little bit because that is one of the toughest places to play, it seems like. So, Jarrell, uh, once again, man, here we go. We got another big matchup. Are you going to go with Russ or are you going to go with the Cowboys on the road? Ooh, so when I'm looking at this uh, matchup, I think, I, I personally like Russell. I like what he's been able to do consistently over the, over the last couple of weeks. Um, he knows what he has to do. He knows what type of team he has, and he knows the the ins and outs of the Seattle uh, offense. And so I like him to continue his MVP caliber type season, and I like for him to put up big numbers against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, realistically for me, the, the big loss of Bruce Irvin this week uh, it's very tough for, for the Seattle Seahawks defense who already struggles at getting home to the passer. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is going to be very impressive uh, down the field, and they're going to have some success running the ball with Zeke as well. Uh, but I just think Russell Wilson in the end is going to be able to be too much for this Dallas defense um, in, as far as uh, securing a win up in Seattle. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. Uh, but I but I have the Seahawks I have the Seattle Seahawks winning in a score of uh, thirty one to twenty eight. Wow, we almost have identical scores, except you know who I'm rolling with. I'm going with the Cowboys, <laughs> and yes, you know what, Jarrell, you make a lot of points that I agree with. This Seahawks offense with Russell Wilson, the guy looks flawless. In fact, he was my MVP pick before the season started. He is continuing his big stretch of plays down the field. DK Metcalf going off. And then Jamal Adams, I mean, that addition to that defense has paid dividends. And I do worry about Dallas because secondary in Dallas is not very good. 
And so I do think Russell Wilson is going to pick them apart as well. But here's why I will pick the Cowboys to win. It's because of Ezekiel Elliott and that ground game. The weakness of the Seahawks right now is that defensive front. They, you Mm -hmm. know, obviously didn't re-sign Jadavian Clowney. They lose Bruce Irvin, who's one of their best pass rushers. Ziggy Ansah, they didn't really bring him back. So that's one of the things where they're still trying to solidify. And I know Dallas, their offensive line doesn't, doesn't look as crisp as it has been in previous years. But Ezekiel Elliott, I think, will find some room. And that will kind of help Dallas control the time of possession. And eventually win the game with Dak Prescott also having success in the air. So I'm going to take the Cowboys 31-27 over the Seahawks. But I got to tell you, Jarrell, I'm still very uncertain about this outcome. Yeah, it's going to be a very – it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. Um, But also, you also have to understand, man, Dallas exerted a lot of energy last week against the Atlanta Falcons to get that first win. Um, so going on the road and, and going up to a, a, an environment that even though um, necessarily doesn't have the, the type of fan base, it's still going to be hostile with the way that the Seahawks play at home. So uh, Dallas has to come out with the with the fighting spirit if they want to be successful. And of course, I think if there were fans at CenturyLink, man, I think I would certainly pick the Seahawks to win just because of all the factors. But of course, that's not the case. And uh, most NFL teams are rolling with that same scenario. Hopefully more fans can continue to be allowed as this pandemic slows. So we'll hope for the best when that comes. But the next game here, it's at 425 p.m. Eastern time. The Buccaneers, Tom Brady, 1-1. They're going to take on the Broncos, who have yet to win a game. And they were another team that got hammered with injuries. Cortland Sutton done for the year. Drew Lockout three to six weeks with that shoulder injury. And it's going to be Jeff Driscoll to start. And they signed Blake Bortles earlier this week. So Blake Bortles may get an opportunity. Who knows? But yeah, it's all Tampa Bay in this one. I will take them to win it rather easily, 27-13. to 13. And you know what, Jarrell? Leonard Fournette broke out with that big game last week. I look for him to replicate that against the Denver Broncos and Tampa's defense will put the clamps on Driscoll. So I think Bucks get the easy win. Yeah, when I was looking at this game and trying to do some research, man, um, did you know that Tom Brady is uh, he's he's eight and nine against the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos are like the, one of the only teams that actually have a winning percentage against him all time. And wow. so, like when I was looking at that, I was like. Man, I would want to give Denver a shot, man. But with all the with all the complications that they have with the injuries and and the quarterback situation and, and play, I think um, you know Shaq Barrett has a chance to come back and return to Denver, where he got an opportunity to start out and and really make a lot of plays. I think uh, the defensive line for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just going to take over, and so I like them to win pretty convincingly. Um, I have them winning twenty seven uh, to thirteen. And also, Philip Lindsay's out as well. So that's another guy they're down in that Denver offense. So two banged up Buccaneers all the way in that matchup. Next game here is the 0-2 Lions who, you know, Matt Patricia. That's another dude that could lose his job or, you know what, should lose his job based on the lackluster performance that they've had underneath his realm. They're going to take on the Cardinals who are 2-0, and they're on cloud nine. DeAndre Hopkins is producing with Kyler Murray. Who are you going to take here? 
I'm going to roll with the Arizona Cardinals, man. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, the, the the way that he's set an NFL record over the first couple of weeks as far as catches, receptions, the way this offense is, is flourishing. Kyler Murray uh, looks untouchable at some points um, during the game. Um, and realistically for me, it's just the Detroit Lions just don't have enough. Um, they don't have enough defensively nor offensively to keep up with the Arizona Cardinals. And um, and the Cardinals are starting to continue to, 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 to put some things together. So uh, I'm going to stick with the Arizona Cardinals again. Uh, I think they're going to win pretty convincingly, um, and I think they got have an opportunity to dominate. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch a shutout here, man. I'm gonna go 17 to zero. I too am going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. They have too much firepower on offense. I look for a big game from Kenyon Drake, who had like 20 plus carries for 80 yards. This is a game where he's going to break out, go over 100, score a couple of touchdowns. 35-21, Arizona beats the Detroit Lions. That offense looks scary. Now we get to get into the primetime games, Darrell. I know you're excited about this one. The oh, Green yeah. Bay Packers 2-0 taking on the New Orleans Saints coming off that loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. We got a lot of big-time names in this matchup. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Now we'll see about Michael Thomas and his availability. We know Devontae Adams is a little nicked up with a hamstring injury, but he should be good to go. So, Jarrell, give me your take on this primetime slot matchup. Well, personally, I like the I like the Green Bay Packers. Um, only I like them for several reasons because they have an opportunity to come into the Saints. Uh, they, well, they, they have an opportunity to come into New Orleans with no fan base. Um, they have an opportunity to come in with Aaron Rodgers, uh, mostly healthy, and uh, and with with and with Michael Thomas potentially being questionable for the game. Um, it's very tough for a guy to come back, uh, especially a receiver from a high ankle sprain. So I personally don't expect him to necessarily be out there unless there's something that drastically happens in the, in the medical report. And so I think that the, the Green Bay Packers have an opportunity to come in here fully healthy. Um, they know where the New Orleans Saints want to get the football to, which is Alvin Kamara, um, possibly Taysom Hill every now and then. But I think at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers have too much uh, firepower and Aaron Rodgers looks like he's out to prove that uh, he's an elite quarterback in the NFL. So I personally have them being, I have it being a high scoring game, but I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to win in a score of uh, 36 to 29. Yeah, me too. As much as it really gives me a bitter taste in my mouth to go with the Cheeseheads, I'm going to take the Packers too. I know the Saints, obviously, they are a great team, they're good at home. With no fans, that's a big factor. But just, I think when you look at the makeup of both of these teams, Jarrell, I do feel like Drew Brees, he has not been able to hit some of those throws he normally can down the field. And it's quite the opposite for Aaron Rodgers. That guy on the other end is lighting defenses up. Aaron Jones is coming off a record day. And then you look at Devontae Adams and I'm really looking forward to that Adams-Marshawn-Lattimore matchup on the outside. But here's the difference. Green Bay, their defense, and that edge rush with the Smith brothers, or the Smith bros as they call them, coming off the end, they are going to make life very difficult for Drew Brees. They're going to fluster him in the pocket. It's going to lead to some turnovers. And I like Green Bay to win a shootout 34-31. to yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be highly competitive just because of the style and the game and being at night and being down in New Orleans. Everybody's going to be playing their best football. I just think 
um, really for New Orleans, Michael Thomas is such a part of their offense. Um, and and, and the, the New Orleans Saints is such a rhythm offense. Like everything predicated with them, if you like, if you watch the way that they play, you watch the way that they call plays, everything is a schematic schematic uh, standpoint to it. It's never, it's never kind of like on the fly. Like Sean Payton has a game plan and a situation, a, a play for every type of situation. But when you're looking at the Green Bay Packers, like I said, it doesn't necessarily matter who lines up at wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers is going out there and he's changing the play regardless of what uh, LaFleur is calling in the in the, in the the huddle because of, you know, just how intelligent he is, how smart he is. Um, he's going to make these – he's going to make these hot route adjustments for these receivers to be able to get open. And so um, I'm very confident in, in, in for him to be able to do that going into New Orleans. Um, no crowd. Uh, you get to hear everything that the defense is saying as far as their communication and and I think when when I'm listening to when I'm having a quarterback um, start my franchise and especially with no fans in the stands, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers because I know for a fact this dude is going to be able to audible to the, the best possible play for this for us to be successful. Yep. And I do think he will come out guns blazing again on Sunday night. Green Bay, I feel we'll take this game over the Saints. They are playing better right now. Now we'll go on to another huge matchup in week three, and it's Monday night. The Chiefs, the Ravens, both teams are unbeaten. One would argue that they're the best two teams in the NFL. We don't, we'll see about that. Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs have gotten the better end of this matchup in previous seasons. Do you think Baltimore can finally avenge those losses last year, Jarrell? Do you think they will be able to knock off the defending Super Bowl champions? Yeah, I, I have a lot of confidence in Baltimore. And the only reason why is because defensively, the Kansas City Chiefs haven't proven that, they're, that they've improved from last year. Um, we realize that they have enough firepower offensively to be able to score from being down 21 points, 28 points, or whatever, or what have you. But um, they're going to be in a situation, they avoided the Baltimore Ravens last year, a team that can put up a lot of points because the Tennessee Titans were able to go in and uh, essentially knock them off running the football. But I think, uh, you know, shout out to the NFL for putting this, you know, this this game early on the schedule because this is this is great. This is great football at the moment. But I just think the Kansas City Chiefs defensively, uh, they haven't gelled well enough and they haven't necessarily taken that next step uh, to be in dominant. And realistically, I just take that that into consideration with the amount of money that they have invested on our defense uh, between three different players, it's very tough to get in uh, more quality players to surround those, those big stars. And so I like the Baltimore Ravens to convincingly win in this one. I know it's going to be a shock to a lot of people, uh, but I think the Baltimore Ravens have a lot to prove this year um, and, and especially not getting it done last year. So I think it's going to be a very high scoring game, but I personally like the Baltimore Ravens to win 42 to 35. All right. Wow. Okay. Being bold. But you know what? I can completely see that. The Ravens, they are very loaded on defense, especially you want to talk about that D-line, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, and Brandon Williams. And you got to look at that first round pick, linebacker, Patrick Queen. So they do pose a big time threat to this Kansas City offense who, mind you, last week that Chargers defense they pretty much controlled Kansas City's offense, of course, until the very end. They kept them limited for the most part. So Baltimore, I'm sure, is going to study that film extensively on how that edge rush got to Mahomes and were able to control Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the backfield. But I still think when the dust settles, Mahomes 
I am not going to pick against them right now. I think it's going to be a very competitive, tightly contested game. But Jarrell, one player that I say will be a huge difference for Kansas City, and he's returning from a two-game suspension. He's one of the best run stoppers in the NFL. Mike Pinnell, the DT for Kansas City, he will be returning to beef up that interior of Kansas City's defensive line, and I think that's going to really help them control teams from gashing them at the point of attack. And I'll take Mahomes to come through in the very end and win yet another thriller, 29-24 over Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I cannot wait to see this one. Man, it's a tough one. I think, um, you know, if I want to, if you don't mind, if uh, if I can jump into one of my my uh, my my big out, my breakout players, um, I want to go, I want to just highlight a guy defensively, and I want to go with Marcus Peters because I think, uh, realistically, he's going to have an opportunity to to he's going to be he's going to be on Tariq Hill. He's going to be on, you know, a multitude of players. And so I think, you know, his versatility and being able to to not only defend, but uh, essentially tackle and not let a, let these uh, receivers have a lot of yards after catch. I think he's going to be my breakout player for week uh, for week three, just because of the importance um, and the job that he has coming into this type of game. And uh, and I just think that defensively they're going to need him to show up. They're going to need an interception, a tip pass or something from him in order for in order to swing things in their favor uh, as if this game turns into a back and forth shootout. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Marcus Peters, he's uh, one of the best ball hawking corners in the NFL. So you're going with the Ravens. I'm going with the Chiefs. Now, I'll go ahead and give you my breakout player of week three as we wrap up today's episode. I'm going to go with Packers outside linebacker Zadarius Smith, which we talked about that matchup with Saints-Packers. I do think he's going to come through in a big way against that New Orleans Saints offensive line. Two sacks and one forced fumble on Drew Brees is what I think Zadarius Smith is in store for. I like the guy's game. Of course, Preston Smith is counter pass rusher. The guy is just as effective. But Zadarius Smith, man, he's got that extra boost and edge in him. I feel like he'll be a big-time difference maker. Yeah, the, the 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 impact he's had since walking through the door has been nothing short of, of phenomenal. I mean, the way that these guys have been able to get to the to the quarterback and the amount of pressures and um, the times that he's in their face, I think at the end of the day, it's just going to continue to boast well for for this uh, for this uh, Green Bay Packers defense moving forward. And so, I like your pick there. All right, man. Well, we both got our picks of the week, breakout players. We were able to preview these matchups, and there's some big ones on week three slate. I'm looking forward to seeing some really tightly contested ball games. And Jarrell, as I always say every week, I appreciate your time, man, coming on the podcast. Looking forward to seeing how these unfold, and we'll chat things up next week again as we move forward in another week of the NFL season. Man, absolutely, bro. You know I'm always excited to come on the show and have an opportunity to talk and chat some things up, bro. Really enjoy football, and we just appreciate all the support that we uh, that we get week in and week out. So I'm excited for this week, and, and let's keep it rolling, bro. All right, man. Well, you have a blessed week. Take care, and God bless, man. Yes, sir. You too, brother. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.